All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts in pop culture and celebrity news. Who am I? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show, the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. Love get your uh, business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have appropriate contracts, getting your registrations done uh, with uh, the state, getting EIN numbers, getting DUNS numbers, um, excuse me, uh, basic brand protection strategies, uh, hiring policies. I help you do, hey, Little Rock, I help you do all of those things. If you are wondering why I am qualified, so happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years and counting with a specialization in business formation. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. So that is why I am here, all right? So if you are in the startup phase of your business, or if you're just kind of like, you have a business idea twirling around in your head, but you don't even know where to get started, I'm your girl. I'm the person that you want to talk to, okay? So how do you get in contact with me? This is how you do it. You go to Linktree forward slash, <laughs> you go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Y'all, someone just sent me a text and they're trying to ruin my show and I am going to get you. <laughs> so if you want to get in contact with me, go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you're going to be able to book a free 15 minute consultation if you are a first time client, or you can book a regular one-on-one coaching session. Um, Or you can do my Talk To Me Tuesday special where you can get a 25-minute session for $25, okay? As well, you can download the uh, BizLaunch cheat sheet at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. It is a PDF guide that is going to help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Uh, And linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can access a lot of my video trainings. Uh, I do video trainings like how to get your EIN number, how to get your DUNS number, things like that. Um, and it's where you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast where you can watch all the back episodes of this show and list, or listen to the audio on the podcast. All right, so there's a lot over at Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. Now, uh, that's enough about me and my business. Let's talk about the show. For those of you who might be new, the way that the show works is that I pull stories from the news, stories from... Um, blog site stories from uh, stories that you guys send me. And I pick the ones that have the lessons that we can learn as business owners and we talk about them, okay? So this is a time for everybody to talk to each other. This is for you to comment. This is for you to ask questions as long as they are respectful. Don't be afraid to, you know, get involved in the conversation. It just makes it more fun, all right? Okay, so we are going to get started. Uh, our first story tonight, it is actually, uh, a cautionary tale to you guys and kind of closure to what has been a series of stories on this show. If you have been watching this show since kind of the beginning, you know that at least once a week, a story would pop up about a celebrity being sued for posting a picture of themselves that a photographer took 
and posting it on their social media and them getting sued by said photographer, right? And while, when all of these cases were coming out, we were like, okay, these cases keep being filed. We came to find out that they were all being filed by one single attorney uh, whose last name is Leibowitz. Um, He was so notorious that he was called a copyright troll by the courts. And he was actually sanctioned and fined uh, tens of thousands of dollars because uh, he didn't follow court procedure. He was lying to the courts, all this stuff. And um, as an update to Mr. Leibowitz's antics, um, you might wonder why was he filing all of these copyright infringement suits? Now, most of these copyright infringement suits that Mr. Leibowitz filed usually ended up in a settlement anywhere between ten and $20,000, right? So you might be asking yourself, you know, how much, um, you know, wh- what was Mr. Leibowitz getting out of the deal? Mr. Leibowitz was actually getting quite a lot. They got a hold of his uh, payment agreements with his clients, um, these photographers who he filed all of these copyright infringement suits against. Um, and apparently Mr. Leibowitz's uh, uh, fee, because he took all of these cases on contingency, his fee was 50% of the award um, after expenses, right? So basically whatever money, hey, Black Georgia Peach, whatever money you got from uh, from the celebrity that you sued, if you got $20,000, um, Mr. Leibowitz would get 50% of that after expenses. Now, what are expenses? Expenses are the filing fees that Mr. Leibowitz had to pay, his hourly rate, um, mileage, things like that, and high lose to win. And I'm sure that Mr. Leibowitz, you know, had a hefty list of expenses that were on the dime of his client. So let's say you had to spend $5,000 you know, paying for, for the actual case, which means that if you won and there was a settlement, you ended up with $15,000. At the end of the day, you only went home with $7,500. Now, is that worth it to you as a photographer? Maybe. Um, but I think it's, um, this is a, this is an interesting case to show you that, uh, uh, attorneys, cost a lot of money. So you want to avoid having to be in a situation where you have to hire an attorney. Because if you're suing for uh, for something, if you're suing for an award, your attorney can uh, demand as much as 50% of what you get. It's not illegal. Um, it's what they can do. But if you set yourself up for success in the beginning so you don't, you know, hopefully have to end up in the courts, you don't have to pay the copyright troll or anybody like him, you know, half of your earnings. Now, a lot of these cases that we talked about, these uh, copyright infringement cases, we felt that they were frivolous because, you know, it was just celebrities putting their, these pictures on their Instagram. But obviously, this was very lucrative for Mr. Leibowitz. He got 50% of whatever these photographers were able to shake down from the celebrities. So now we know who was doing it and we know how much he was doing it for. And considering all of the cases that we covered that were filed by him, I'm sure he made a pretty penny um, off of all of those clients. Um, but it was I just wanted to bring that up to you because uh, those copyright infringement cases came up a lot. If anybody here was watching, particularly in the wintertime, we had one almost like twice a week where a J-Lo was sued, Ariana Grande was sued, uh, Nicki Minaj was sued, 
Bella and Gigi Hadid were sued. It was like celebrity after celebrity after celebrity. And they were all filed by the same guy who was getting 50% of whatever they could shake down from these celebrities. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know that and, and re- remind you that you want to avoid having to hire an attorney because it's going to cost you a lot of money, whether you're on the complainant side or the, or the person defending themselves, right? So that's why your paperwork should be in order because it cuts down on the time that you have to spend in an attorney's office. It cuts down on, you know, the time that you have to spend in court because all of that is money and you want to keep as much of your money as possible. All right. Okay. So that was just our beginning story. Now we're moving on to the actual meat of the show. Do we have any uh, LeBron fans in the house? If you are a fan of King James, please give me a crown. If you are a fan of LeBron James, please give me a crown emoji. Um, Whether or not you're a basketball fan. I'm not really into basketball, but, you know, hey, June. But I, you know, I like LeBron. I like the stuff that he's doing. He's out there, you know, uh, opening schools and providing opportunities to, to under um, advantaged children. So, you know, I like what he's doing. So if you are a fan of LeBron James, King James, please give me a crown emoji. All right. I've got lots of friends coming on on Facebook. Hey guys. Hello, hello, hello. You're welcome. Um, you don't like King James, Little Rock? What do you like? Um, Drea Ford is is that a, is that the King emoji? Oh, I think that's the King emoji. Okay, all right. So, uh, <laughs> thank you, Obed. Thank you for the crown. So we all know LeBron James. He is a famous basketball player, but LeBron James, he's not just a basketball player. He is very vocal with his black with his platform. He speaks out a lot about injustice, um, and his face, his voice, um, LeBron James himself. He is a person with a lot of influence, right? People like uh, LeBron James. Uh, they buy his merch. They support the products. Hey, Camille Sealy. They support the products that he is um, that he promotes, right? So using LeBron James's face, using his voice, that can really bring a lot of attention to your cause, right? Um, So why am I saying all of this stuff about LeBron James? Hey, Fofo, uh, there is an organization, hey, Shonda, called Nonprofit Freedom Works, okay? This organization called Nonprofit Freedom Works. They are a conservative group that is um, working to reelect uh, the, the current resident of the White House, um, President Cheeto, okay? Um, and they have, you know, been circulating ads against mail-in voting. Now, we know that there has been this large discussion over whether mail-in voting should be allowed, is it safe, da-da-da. There have been funny shenanigans going on with the post office, right? So this group, they don't like the idea of mail-in voting, so much so that they are putting their money into advertisements to try and convince people to not do mail-in voting. And in pursuit of this goal of not getting people to do mail-in voting, they use a picture and quote of LeBron James, um, a quote where he was talking about systemic racism and oppression, 
but they did it in such a way to make it seem like LeBron James was totally against mail-in voting, which he is not. Um, he actually is for mailing voting. Voting and LeBron James was so um, upset. He like he called it shameless and reprehensible, right? So the, uh, his people obviously have um, contacted these people because LeBron James. First of all, you can't just use LeBron James's face, LeBron James's name. He has all of that stuff trademarked and copyrighted. So what you you as a political group to use this man's face without his permission is totally out of pocket. Right. So they reached out to uh, the communications director of this group, Nonprofit Freedom Works. And of course, they have denied responsibility and said that it was one of their partner groups that put together this ad that was using LeBron James's face and his quote. And this reminds me of um, the stories that we talked about with the CBD companies where they were using, you know, fake um, fake uh, testimonials from. um Clint Eastwood, it's like the same thing here. You are a, you are a political group. You are not even aligned with LeBron James's politics, but you're trying to use his celebrity to further your cause. This is um this is absolutely unacceptable, right? That's why people are so protective of their image. That's why they don't want you using their images on their flyers because using their face, using their words that costs them money and you can get sued depending on where you are. There are state laws against right of publicity. And as well, let's say that you use their name to endorse something. If their name is trademarked, then you can be guilty of trademark infringement as well. So it does not, just because somebody is in the public domain, just because they are a celebrity, just because they are a well-known figure does not give you the right to use their name. This reminds me of when I was in college and you know, you always put, people were always putting on shows and you had your flyers and we would put flyers of, you know, famous people and models for parties. And now looking back on it, there is a lot of violation of rights of publicity and copyrights and trademarks that was happening. We as students did not have rights, we have the right to use these celebrities images on our flyers. Hello, Wenda. Um, so that's why you want to be careful that, um, that you are not uh, violating people's right to use their own images. Um, if you've been watching this show, you know that we had a case where Kim Kardashian sued a company for $10 million because they were using an unauthorized picture of her. Don't use celebrities' photos if you don't have permission. So LeBron James is obviously going after this organization. Um, for using his words and twisting them to achieve their agenda because we all know it is no secret that LeBron James is not a fan of uh, pres- uh, 45, the guy in the White House right now. So for this nonprofit organization, this political action committee uh, that is dedicated to getting 45 reelected, for you to use the words of some man who has been very vocal about his disdain for him, that is reprehensible. That is a clear violation of someone's right to their words, right? Okay. So good luck to LeBron and, you know, make sure that y'all go out and vote in November, however you choose to vote, mail-in voting, in-person, early, just please go vote, y'all. Like, look at where we are. This is a dumpster fire. We need to fix it. (laughs) Um, Okay. So 
we are going to move on to our last story, and this is for my football fans. If anybody is a fan of the Steelers, you're going to want to perk up your ears. But before we do that, I want to remind you that you are watching MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. I see a lot of familiar names in my Facebook feed and in Instagram. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> I'm seeing some, some names I haven't seen in a long time. Hey, guys. Um, but yes, uh, but this is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business, I want to help you get your business paperwork together. So filing your articles of incorporation, getting your EIN numbers and your DUNS numbers, your contracts, basic brand protection strategies and hiring policies. I want to help you get all of that foundation together so you can hit these business streets with confidence. Go to Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm and book your free 15-minute consultation today if you are a first-time client. Now moving on to our final story of the evening. Do we have any football fans, um, particularly fans of the NFL? If you are a football fan, please give me the football emoji. Uh, and if you are a Steelers fan, give me uh, give me the towel emoji. If you're a Steelers fan, give me a towel emoji. If you're a football fan, give me the football emoji. Y'all know my football love. It you know it only goes as far as the Patriots. <clears throat> That's my team. Born and raised in Boston. Never gonna change. Right. Um, so that is where my love for football is. But if you are a football fan, give me a football emoji. And if you are a Steelers fan, oh yes, Obed. Obed is a fan of University of Miami. Um, AP Jackson is a football fan. All right. Okay. So my football fans, you know, um, even if you're not a fan of the Steelers, you know that they have a line of merch where, you know, they have their terrible tower, towels. They're like these bright yellow towels and they wave them around. If you know what I'm talking about with the yellow towels, please just say yes. In the, You're a soccer fan, Little Rock. <laughs> Obed, go Canes, yes. Little Rock, that is not the football that we're talking about. Um, but yes, if you, uh, if you know what I'm talking about, about the, the Steelers, yellow, terrible towers, just give me a yes in the comments. Yes. Okay. AP Jackson knows what I'm talking about, right? So if you didn't know the terrible towels, that is actually a trademarked item. It is, it is trademarked merchandise. Um, it, the, the term terrible towel, it was, a uh, it was coined by a gentleman by the name of Myron Cope over 40 years ago. Thank you for the yes, Drea. Um, and he then gifted his trademarks because you can gift, you can give away your trademarks or you can sell them. You can sell the rights. He sold them to what is known as the Amon Foundation. And this foundation, they provide services to develop mentally disabled um, people. So essentially, when you buy a terrible towel, part of the profits, they go to this foundation, which then which also provides services to develop mentally disabled people. So Myron Cope, he wanted to do something charitable at the end of his life, and he, he gave this foundation a way to make money with his intellectual property. When I say intellectual property, it's money in your hand. I'm not kidding, y'all. This foundation is entirely run 
off of the profits from these terrible towel merchandise, right? Now, these towels are produced by the Steelers. The Steelers have a license that they have to purchase from the Amon Foundation. So, um, you know, and uh, meaning they have permission. Here's the problem. There is a company in Indiana, or actually a couple of companies, they have been selling face masks and naming them the Terrible Mask. Um, they sell for about $15 a pop. They have a similar font as the Terrible Towel. Um, and the Amon Foundation, when they recognized that there were these, you know, masks that could potentially be confused with their brand out there. They sent a cease and desist to these Indiana um, sellers. And the uh, the person who, uh, sorry, it's one store in Indiana. It's called Time In, and it is run by a gentleman named Charles Golds Goldshire, right? So when Amon Foundation said, hey, Charles, um, we were, you know, these masks that you're selling, they look a little bit too close to our terrible mat, to our terrible towel trademark. Can you please stop? Charles said, no, I'm going to keep selling these masks because I had a verbal agreement with Myron that he could do the towels and I wouldn't do anything with towels and he wouldn't bother me if I did terrible with anything else. Now, he had no written contract. He had nothing on paper. He had no record of him having an agreement with Myron Cope except his word. He's like, but Myron told me I could make these masks. That's essentially what he said. No, no, uh, no, no proof, no nothing. He just wanted the court to take his word. And what do you think happened? Um, actually, no, there has been no resolution yet. Now, Amon Foundation, they want damages and profits and they want the court to um, give an injunction to uh, Charles and so that he can no longer produce these terrible masks. So I want to ask you as an audience, do you think Charles had an agreement with Myron Cope, this verbal agreement that he has no record of, or is he just trying to, you know, flounder and find any excuse so he can sell his bootleg masks? Do you think Charles had an agreement? Now, he said it's nonverbal. He said we didn't have it on paper. We just said we wouldn't bother each other. Now, if Myron Cope went through the trouble of getting an official trademark for the terrible towel, why do you think he would only have a verbal agreement with Charles, right? But that's my reasoning. But do you guys think that it's possible that Charles is telling the truth? That he had a verbal agreement with, with Myron Cope that he could make material with the word terrible on it as long as he did not use, um, you know, the, the towels? Little Rock said, hell no, he didn't. Right, right. I don't think he did either. I think this guy, he just wants to sell his mask. He knows that Steelers fans are very, very passionate, right? So I'm sure people were grabbing up their masks like hotcakes. Um, but we will have to wait and see what happens between, uh, the Amon Foundation and Time. And I'm pretty sure the Amon Foundation is going to win. They were legally gifted the trademark rights to, uh, to Myron Cope's trademark, right? Um, Nicole Blair said, uh, it's possible that, uh, Charles had an agreement, but if it's not in writing, it never happened. Thank you, Nicole. This is why I tell y'all to put things on paper. Put it, that's literally the title of my ebook on contracts. 
put it on paper or it didn't happen, right? Because people, they forget, they lie, or, you know, and just memories fade. So it is better to have agreements on paper so everybody knows what's happening, what's going on, right? So good luck to the Amen Foundation. I hope y'all get all your money because they're pro- they're providing a service out here. Because they were gifted these uh, these intellectual property rights, they're able to make that money by licensing it out to the Steelers and they're able to provide services that help and provide a public good. That is such a great use of intellectual property, right? Okay. So those were the stories that I had for you this evening. We have about five minutes left, so I want to leave some time for Q&A. I have been getting a lot of... um a lot of calls from you guys about different brand protection, uh, you know, what you can do to protect your brand. Uh, <clears throat> some of you are, you know, just starting out. So if you have any questions about the business formation process, you know, how, how you register your business with the state, how are you supposed to open a bank account, a business bank account? Remember that if you need to open a bank account for your business, you're most likely going to need, um, you're definitely going to need your articles of incorporation, but you're also probably going to need an operating agreement. But all of those little steps that you need to make your business official, if you have questions on that, this is your time to ask. We have, uh, we, yeah, we have about four minutes left. So if you got questions about EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, contracts, operating agreements, non-disclosure agreements, uh, what else? Um, brand, brand protection strategies, meaning trademarks, patents, uh, copyrights. This is your time to ask. All right. Otherwise we can close down for that. Y'all are coming in now. Okay. So there's a lot of people coming in on Facebook. You can watch the replay of this cause we're kind of coming to a close right now, but you can definitely watch the replay when we end. Uh, I'm going to give y'all like one more minute to get your questions in. Uh, want to thank you for attending tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. It's always a pleasure. I love when you get involved in the conversations. It really makes this fun. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for putting the emojis in. And those of you who are trying to make me laugh during the broadcast, I got y'all. So good night, everybody. Take care of yourselves and I will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much, Nicole. You're awesome too. Good night, y'all. Thank you.